You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. Hello. 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 How are you? Dun, 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 dun. What is the before? The music. <laughs> what is the before the after the show? The before the after this, the before the after the show discussion is just uh, looking at pictures of our nephew who will be nineteen years old tomorrow. Oh, it seems like it doesn't seem like nineteen years. It makes you. It makes us feel old because it's like. Do we have one brain? It doesn't make me feel old. It just seems like whoa. It seems like yesterday, and I'm not kidding. When my sister asked if I'd help her take care of this baby she was going to have, which no one knew she was even going to have a baby. And that was 19, almost 20. That would have been almost 20 years ago, but. Nice. And I took care of him a lot, and he's been a huge part of our lives, and now he's gone off to college, and tomorrow I'm going to have to embarrass him with a bunch of pictures of him when he was a child on the on the Facebook. So, um, happy birthday, <laughs> Austin. Happy birthday, Austin, who will never listen to this. So no. He's away. And, and if he did, if, even if you made him listen to it, it's like, why do I care? He way over, way too way intelligent. Over, for <laughs> way over anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I raised him well to be highly intelligent and a bit of a snob. So that's he, a he would look at success. You. He has this particular face where he's like... And as you can see in many of the child pictures, I've told him you are the way you are, were your whole life. I mean, seriously. Yeah. He would throw a drop a thing on the floor when he was about one and a half or two, and I would reach down, oh, let me get that for you. No way. Hand it to him, and he would look at me with these like evil eyes, and he would intentionally throw it back on the ground, and then I'd be like, like okay. Like, I don't and then want he you would lean that. over, staring at me, staring at me, like, do not pick this up for me. And then he'd have an easy little hand, and then he'd be fine. So he still does the same thing. I ask him if he wants some money. He just looks at me like, if I want money, I'll ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> so happy birth to you. Happy birth to you. So uh, it is the week of Saturday, October the 10th, and this is after the show number 396. After the show is a podcast where we review movies, and the movie we, re- we are reviewing this week is Avengers Age of Ultron, uh, one of the biggest movies of this year. It's a 2015 movie. It's actually already out now on Blu-ray. Came out this week, and it's PG thirteen from our friends at Marvel and Disney. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of Avengers: Age of Ultron. I don't think I need to. I mean, come on, who hasn't seen it? Besides us, until today, Age of Ultron is another chapter in the Avengers storybook, where we come across yet one more um thing. <laughs> For a bad guy to try to acquire in order to destroy everything. True. And in this case, it's Ultron, who is basically created by Tony Stark, and then tries to take Jarvis down, and Jarvis turns into something else, and blah, blah, blah. See, I don't need, I, there's no synopsis. Why would you say it? The second installment of the <laughs> Avengers franchise. Yeah, but that doesn't tell you anything. Bringing the Avengers back together to... Back together? They weren't apart. Thwart. Well, they go off on their own little things. They, mm. They're not they're not always together in, you know. They're all back together to thwart an evil AI. 
That's my Yeah, sentence. but I said it all. I said all that already. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's um, first. What's your opinion of the Avengers? Uh, and we did review the first Avengers. You can go back and listen to it. But uh, what was your um, thought of the Avengers, the first one? Why am I telling you that? This is a different movie. That's my question first before we start. I don't remember precisely exactly what I said, but I think I enjoyed it. Did you listen to it and you know the answer more than I do? It was my favorite Marvel movie until Guardians of the Galaxy came along. So ultimately you want to tell me your opinion about it. Because I don't fully remember. I enjoy these big action movies. You do fully remember. The Battle for New York. I don't fully remember it. Is there something wrong with your brain? Um, here's what happens in my brain. Uh, an entertainment. So don't trust Sid Talk ever. I absorb it as I'm watching it. I enjoy it. It is entertaining to me. If it has some kind of hardcore resonance with me, some little nugget of like, whoa, you need to store this away because you're it's so satisfying. Then later you can ask me about a movie or a thing and I will probably remember more details than are natural for a person to remember. If it is a movie that I am sort of like passing through this moment and I'm enjoying it and now it's over and I've talked about it and I haven't found any nugget of thing that's really necessary. I don't need to argue about it with people about the who's stronger or bigger or which movie's better or whatever. So these movies are going to fall into that category. I watch it and then I let it go. And then I watch the next one and I have to remember in my brain, oh, wait. What was happening in the other one? Because I don't remember. And it's not because I just... It doesn't stick. I'm um, in the middle of watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the moment. So I'm really stuck in Marvel stuff. So I've got a lot of Marvel things in my so brain. So you're projecting your expectations onto me. No, I'm just I saying... So I went into this... Uh, you know, I'm at the place in the... Where this ha- happens. So um, I really enjoy Marvel stuff in general. You know, uh, you could say it's all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. But then... It's always, always the I same. always find, like, there's something different about each movie. You know, like, you, the characters are just, you know, you meet the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's Guardians of the Galaxy is one of those movies that, as I watched it even the first time, scene after scene after scene, there were things about it that are vividly clear in my mind even today. And I've only seen it, what, three times total in the whole time. And partially one other time. And yet it, I could play the whole thing in my mind and enjoy and feel satisfied about so many little things. So that's one of those I'm kind of like that about Captain America 2, the, um, the second one with Robert Redford. That, that one really kind of resonates Winter with me. Winter Soldier. Yeah, how there's just a lot about that that I remember. You know, it, it was really well put together. Um, so the Avengers, um, I, I really enjoyed this movie again. It's, um, it's, Entertaining. Well, yeah, that's what these movies are, right? They're not. You have to. They're not intellectual. You know, they're comic book movies. Comic books are comic books, and and these, you know, quite faithfully follow what the comic books are all about. You know, and I I didn't read tons of Marvel comics growing up. I read Spider Man a lot, but I didn't read the Avenger. I I didn't really follow it all. So when even now when they mention Ultron. That's a big deal if you're a comic book fan. You're like, oh yeah, Ultron, yeah, ooh. To me, it doesn't actually mean anything. Like, I'm like, I don't even really know what Ultron is. And I'm kind of glad that I didn't keep yeah. up with all the books because it's always a surprise to me. I, I didn't know what Ultron was at all. Like, And when it came together, I was like, oh, that's what it is. 
I, I've heard the name. I just didn't really well, know. Well, they it. irritate Smilos. Why is it called the Age of Ultron? We didn't go through an age, even an era, even a time the comic, frame. The comic, it, it, they, they refer to segments of the comic book stories as the age of. So you'll get like the skull. Right, but it lasts age like of. an hour and a half. Yeah, it does. Done. But in the comics, mm-hmm. it was a huge thing. Like it, it, obviously they have to <clears> make <throat> it down to a movie, but in the comics, Ultron was a huge part of the Avengers. So they should story. have called it the movie of Ultron. <laughs> Age of Ultron implies, oh, crap, we are under a hundred years of Ultron's horrible, disgusting rule. And then at the end of that, somebody's going to come back and, you know. Yeah. But. So, first up, I just want to, um, how this movie starts with the big action sequence. I have to say, and I, I do not want to diss this movie at all because I love it. The CG was really dodgy in the opening sequence. Thank you. It's like some... Because it got better, right? But it, it was better. like it was like some other team did that bit. Yeah. And then the rest of it was different. I had to blur my eyes. It was like that old when we watched the original Hulk Ang Lee and yes. it was kind of a bit dodgy. It and all looked original like original Spider Man yeah. swinging around town that you're like trying to divert your eyes, like oh, no, even like in in this opening sequence, which is a cool action sequence it is. and it's really fun. But even like um, Black Widow, who should not really be CG ever, she, this CG version of her, like for for and I was like she hasn't she's all re- rubbery and stuff. She's not a superpower person. She's a. She shouldn't be flinging around like that. It just feels even wrong. the movement of the vehicles and stuff. It just got really weird, and I was like, okay. And I literally made my like defocus my eyes, thinking if I just look at it, kind of blurry, because I like what's going on. Yeah, it was I get cool. the point. And there. this this movie came out in three D, and I feel like that was a three D thing. Like they were trying to showcase because it was a lot of foreground. Still background. wouldn't make it look better. I don't know. It wouldn't. There's no way you can make a ragdoll effect look better. But then later on, you know, it it, it improved. Told, yeah, it was like a different team did the opening, and and I was like, oh no, like what? Have they took a step back? Because they're always really good. Like the first Avengers, I praised it for. Our, for I think the one thing effect. was we've never seen that many figures mm-hmm. all at once in huge thing. Not not really, because that was a lot, you know. Yeah. So. And it did look, and I was like, oh no. But then the movie started and it went back to the quality I expected from the Avengers, which was really good. But uh, So that was my only negative, really. Uh, I really enjoyed the first like quarter of this movie. It's quite light-hearted and fun. And I enjoy that because I feel like you don't ever see that enough. Because, you know, superhero movies usually have to get to the point. Like, oh, we, there's, here's the big thing that's going to happen and we go and send them all off to do it. But there was like a, a slow build where we get to see all the characters and they're interacting with each other in Stark's uh, house. And it, and they're having fun with Thor's hammer and it's just, it's a bit more lighthearted, which you don't really see. And it, it was just enough. It's a lot of, there's a lot of one-liners in this uh, movie. You know what? I hate one-liners generally, but they, they always seem to fit because comic book. When Thor turns to, or when Hawkeye says, you know, when he's saying to Scarlet Witch about, um, I, I'm fighting the world with a bow and arrow. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like, like little nods and stuff like that. They're actually funny. But see, it doesn't funny to me. It really annoys me because they you're in the middle of defending all of humanity and the planet against some horrible, wretched thing. And you think you have time to make a joke? Now, I'm not a comic book person, so to me... It's often just like, ugh, don't try to make it, le- like, don't, 
don't alleviate the tension right now. Maybe do it like you said. There's a whole segment where we're at a party and everybody's chilled. It's and fun. That's appropriate. Have your jokes and your one-liners and your little jabs at each other. And then in the middle of the battle, I don't need jokes because that pulls me out of the. That tells me you're gonna win. I mean, well, it tells me that no matter what, you're gonna win because you have you have given these characters this like. A bit of laissez-faire about it all. Yes, they're intense and da 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 da. Then they're going to do battle, but two seconds later, they might be standing on a car with the robot's head in their hand to make some funny joke right before ten more robots come to attack them. And I just think, ugh, it just irritates me. Yeah, but that's that is comic book. That's the essence Dark of Dark Knight. Books. Wasn't like that. No, because well, but but the Batman comic books. The pre, you know, I know. So you can't say it's comic book. It is a down to the people. No, I'm saying the, the, dark, the Dark Knight comic books were not. Um, the original Batman comic books were tongue in cheek and any crack jokes. And I stuff. know, but what you're saying is it's comic book stories. Therefore, it's fine to do one-liners. What I'm saying, the movie of Batman Dark Knight is not got that. Right. So it's not a comic book thing. It's yeah. down to the people who think that that feels. And I think we need it, to laugh right now. I we like need a joke it. Right now. I, I there's something about uh, I find. Everybody in this movie is kind of funny when they have to be. And, uh, you know, Tony Stark, to me, he's got that attitude anyway. He's always going to crack a joke, no matter what's going on. That's just how he is. Um, Thor's funny unintentionally a lot, just because he's not he's not in his own world. That was one of my favorite parts of the whole thing, at the party. And Warhammer, is that his name? It's, well, your guy. Warhammer. Yeah, War Machine. War Machine is telling his story, and they're Captain America and Thor standing there, and Thor says, is that the whole story? <laughs> Real serious. And he goes, well, yeah. And he goes, well, then it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not... Like any he's story not, worth telling is like a good story. How cute. Like, yeah. you you brought something to this guy. Oh, that's cute. I've saved, like, the entire universe. But. And that's... Even in Thor's <laughs> movies, uh, right. not the second one. And I like that, because one. that reminds me of the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, who's very literal. Yeah. He, Whatever his name is. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but... <laughs> he's got a funny name. The red guy. The Batista guy. He's a he's a wrestler guy, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I really enjoyed the funniness, but then this movie also has a lot of um serious stuff, like really serious stuff, I thought. Like there's it deals with a lot of serious topics, don't you think? Like it deals with like <sighs> the the deal Scarlet with, Witch fine the- deal with. Because I don't, I think well, it's just very obvious things. You know, someone's made a moral choice, they think, based on their own pain and suffering, meaning the twins. And they've made a choice that they then might realize, oh, right, we are on the wrong side. And then they have to decide what they're going to do. I don't feel like that's really dealing with anything. Because all of them have sob stories. We've all seen all of their sob stories. Pretty much, but that's another thing about this one. You get to see a little bit of flashback of Natasha. It, it does backstories a little bit, just a um, tiny bit. The only one I was um, disappointed in, like it does flashbacks of um, Thor gets a flashback thing. It's um, more like a flash forward, I think, for Thor. Yeah, I'm not sure. Black Widow gets one. The Hulk's one was unclear to me. Like, why? What? We didn't really see it. He didn't have one. No, that's what I mean. But why? Like. She says something about like the oh that flashback um, it made it made you so mad. Is that something we're going to see in the future mm-hmm. or whatever? Because because there's something there with, with his flashback which we weren't privy to, made him so mad. You know, 
No, I think she did it while he was the Hulk, and he doesn't know what it was. That was the thing, if I remember correctly. Hmm. I'm not sure, but I like Natasha's, because it does fill you in a bit on how she could be what she is. And they do it very briefly, but I felt it was really substantial at the same time, so I love it like And that. Captain America gets Captain America's, I mean, come on. But I mean... He it, doesn't have a dark past or anything. He just was... Hero. hero. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he got sucked into the experiment by his own choice, and then he's stuck in the ice for 70 years, which is a sad thing, and everybody he loves is and dead. Lost his woman. Lost his woman. But there's no, like, darkness to how he was created or whatever, whereas everybody else... Well, Thor doesn't have a darkness either, does he? Because no. he's just what he is. He just has a dad brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean... His brother's not very nice. Um, is, is Loki dead? For real? No. I don't Do we know? So. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody's That's really a whole dead. other movie in 2095. <laughs> and they do introduce two new Avengers in this movie. Uh, Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. Which I really enjoyed. And we did see them in another movie mm-hmm. um, at the end of it where it said, oh, look, there they are. I, I, was it Guardians of the Galaxy or was it the one before that? Yeah, oh, it was Captain America 2. Yeah. They were at the end Because they that. were trapped. They were in a thing and he was... Yeah. He had them, and the guy was going back yeah. and forth. And, and she, she was, was like, Ooh. Yeah, and we were oh. It was well, that guy with the one eye. Yeah. Had him held up. The collector. No. The guy that... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so... Yeah. so um, The guy they, who worked for Hydra. Yeah, they do appear in this movie. And I really enjoyed them. I like, And I was like, well, you know, they're introducing two new Avengers... They make sense to me. Yeah, and so I was it wasn't thinking, like, uh... well, who can, who, nobody's going to be able to stand up against um, Captain, you know, all these really famous um, superheroes that you know and love. When they pop two in there that you probably don't know, which we don't, it's probably not going to Let's work. be honest, I don't know any of them, except for well, these movies. Well, I was thinking, that's not going to be that interesting, but they were almost more interesting than the real ones, because you, they're they held familiar. Up. And... They held up for sure, not only just because they performed well, mm-hmm. which I think we'll get to in the cast, but. It made perfect sense why they are a part of it. Whereas other people come along and you're like, like to me, the War Machine guy is kind of like very peripheral. What about- and I'm sure in books or whatever he's done, but I'm not reading the comics. I'm watching the movies. And to me, he's kind of nothing. And I don't, I can't resolve that because I keep thinking, well, he's just sort of there as a, oh, hey, don't forget we have War Machine over here who can come in at the last minute and fire some bullets and fly around like Iron Man. But he's not Iron Man. Don't ever delude yourself. He's mm-hmm. not Iron Man. And then the other guy as well, who's the wings guy. Warhawk. Uh, Warhawk. <laughs> well, what is he called? That no, the other one's Hawk. Anthony Mackie. The guy, the guy Captain America. Captain America. Yeah. yeah. So he's also nothing to me. Like, I, I'm sure that... But in the movies, in the world of the movies, to me, those two do not hold up. Whereas these two, we get a little bit more of them. and I think they're more interesting, They too. make more sense. Because they're less like the other superheroes. It's a different thing. That the other two came along almost as... I won't say sidekick. We'll use a different word. But there's Iron Man and there's War Machine, right? And then there's Captain America and then there's the guy with the wings. <laughs> Knight, <laughs> I can't remember. Knight something. I- See, we don't even know his name. That's how important he is. And that's, they kind of go as sets. So they're sort of peripheral on the edge. These two have their whole, they're not there, I mean, to support anybody. Yes, they come along with the bad guy at first, but I don't feel like they were sidekicks or thugs or anything. I think they were just, you know, um, and they're enhanced. That's what we have to remind people. They are enhanced humans. They're not special they're not like Thor. They're not from another planet or anything. They're just humans who have been given these enhanced weird things from Hydra experimenting on them. 
And now they have their ones fast. And, and interestingly enough, those two, um, if you do watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's a group of them. I do not. No, you don't. But there are in the comics, there is a group of those people. Who are, it's irrelevant to me. Who are called the Inhumans, who are actually going to get a movie. It's one of the movies that's coming out. But they're introduced in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So if you are a Marvel... If you like these movies and you've not watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, it's worth watching because you do get to see where Scarlet Witch and, you know, there's more to them that is explained in the show. Um, I want to go into spoilers a little bit here just because Spoiler I want Spoiler alert! Yeah, so if you've not seen this movie, which is probably not many of you, the Don't whole listen. world gets destroyed in the end. Oh, sorry. It's not really it. about the plot I want to spoil, but it would inadvertently spoil something. Okay, spoiler, so go ahead and watch it. Right. Pause this for the entire time that you go get the DVD or the Blu-ray or the 3D, and then you get your popcorn, sit down, watch it, hit the pause button right now. Okay, now you've seen the movie. Go ahead with your spoiler. So, the end of this movie... <laughs> I'm not going to say what happens exactly at the end. But at the very end, they act as though, you know, it could just be reversed immediately in the next movie. But the way it is kind of set up is mm. our heroes, Captain America, etc., they've got other things to do. And they're taking a break for a while from the Avengers. Well, not Captain America specifically. Tony Stark, Thor, and... Uh, Hawkeye guy. Yeah. So they're, you know, going to have a rest. And Hulk. And then we're introduced to Captain America and Black Widow walk into this room and they say, you know, we've got some pe- some recruits to rip it, whip into shape. And then you see... Um, the people you've met through this entire The people you've met through... The new, super, the new Avengers. And they're a bunch of... Rel- it's Quicksilver and the witch and... Not Quicksilver. Oh, no. Uh, the witch <laughs> and uh, the vision. Vision. Um, hot, the one with the wings. Yep. And, we don't know his and name. War, yeah, war and Warhammer. War Machine. Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> now, like you say, they're the off-brand guys, And see, they? this tells you why it feels like... Uh, yeah. So you know? so this ending, where, where Captain America... And they're just about to train them, because they're going off, and we need some new Avengers. And there's your room full of new Avengers. Vision, I'm really into. Yeah. I, I actually love that. I like the witch. I do. I, do I want to see too. more of her. But then you got them other two guys. Who need to prove themselves. And that sounds terrible. But as characters, I'm not interested. But even that room of Avengers there. If you subtract um, Captain America and Black Widow. Because maybe they're going off doing their own thing. Just those people. Oh, thanks. So. And That's... you can add Spider-Man to that mix. Because we know he's coming. Well, I don't. I've only watched the movies. Well, they've said he's coming. It doesn't to matter. The, to I'm only map. watching the movies. Right, but what, forget that. What I'm saying is... I'm not going to forget you've it. You've got those four. And That's got, my frame of reference. you got those four and you got Spider-Man. I don't know. My point is, I don't know if that's interesting enough as an Avengers movie. Because, and as you said, uh, we all love those iconic I don't heroes. necessarily love Tony Stark. But I'm used to him. Yeah. And I understand his each time we have his little his little vignette of what he's doing, what he's done wrong, and each time we go along for the ride. Thor, I find interesting just because it is a person, well, a the Hulk. god, whatever from a whole different thing. Hulk, I'm not that interested in. Um, so but that we do. Well, she's staying, so that's well, why we don't know. Well, they we do. Just that's why they're there. Them. I know, but that sells you that they're going to be there. But um, that movie. 
If it is that, if it is that way, and it doesn't contain the, you know, the Captain America, etc. It's going to be very good. It would, and it's a hard sell, I think, because when you mention the Avengers, that image on the cover there is what I think of. Like that's the Avengers. Yes, you could change. You know, it could be a different group of people. And uh, Marvel have come forward and said the Avengers is an interchangeable thing. It can be this one day and that the other day, which is how it works in the comics anyway. It's just a hard thing when you've had this much. But you haven't. In the comics, I don't know how it works, but in the movies, we have not been given, we have seen Captain America's whole movies thing. Yeah. We've seen, well, not just that, but I mean, we've been told, even Natasha. Now, I feel like I have a grasp of her as a whole person and her place in all of this. The other ones, other than the witch, I do feel like now I get her origin, you know, I haven't seen her whole struggle, but... Or how she could fit into being used in the future by someone, or how she could be defeated, or anything like that. But the other two are just dudes in suits that have been built by someone else, and that's it. And I can't, I don't know if telling me their life story, or telling me their struggles, was going to help me. Well, Captain America's an enhanced super yeah. soldier, yeah. I'm talking about the other two. The oh, two. War Machine... The guy with the wing. He just put on. Yeah, a, two, uh, yeah. He just put on a machine. That's all it is. Like a backpack. Yeah, yeah. With wings. Yeah, they're not superheroes. No, actually, they're, they're just backup. Yeah. You know, well, as best they can be. So I need, I don't know. I need something supernatural to happen to him, or something really massive, like Iron Man. To me, Tony Stark goes from the dickhead wars de- war um, weapons dealer that we've you know from all the movies I've seen. I don't read the comics, so it's irrelevant. But I've seen his whole journey. I need that. He, he to went be from like dickhead playboy guy to he's still a dickhead playboy superhero with a snarky element. But he has his intelligence and his money. He has something about him that makes him a whole character. Yeah, these other two are gonna have an uphill battle for me. So that was the only um, that ending kind of kind of led down the rest of it a little bit. But I was like, as the ending was going on, I was like, I don't really like what this is, this ending here. Um, You know, it feels like a goodbye here and this feels like that. And then I was like, yeah, but in the opening frames of the next Avengers movie, you can reverse all that. I mean, and it probably will. That's probably just to uh, throw you off I disagree. I think they'll make the movie that we've just been talking about. And you'll just have to suck it up, and we're all supposed to like them and have it all fit in, and then... But the next one is... The next Avengers movie is the Infinity War, which has to involve them all, surely. It's the big thing. Yeah, but that's not the next movie. No, not the next movie, but the next Avengers. That's what I'm saying. There'll be movies between now and then, so... Yeah. But um, overall, uh, I enjoyed it as much as the first one. I heard people say they didn't like this one as much. I don't know what that was about, because it's got as much... There's a lot more talking. Yeah, but there's a lot more talking. There's a lot more slow down scenes where you get, you know, Banner and Natasha and you get the guy with the wife and the kids. And there's a lot more of that than what we've seen before. And that takes up whole minutes, chunks, which I I like a lot. But people are going to be sitting there rolling their eyes going like, okay, let's blow some shit up. The first Avengers movie was very superhero. It was very big all the time. Like it was like you're almost on overload of how much stuff is Let's not forget two people are missing from this equation. Just missing because they're out doing their own thing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and they do make a point to go, oh, this person's not here because of, oh, this person's Queen Amadilla and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. And she's a bit. <laughs> but um, she, Jane is uh, getting a, what's she getting? A Jane. Nobel Peace Prize. Nobel. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of mention of two people who are missing you. Yeah. Two of the they're major nece- characters. But they're not necessary. I mean, Pepper Potts, I think, is necessary. I don't think it mattered that Jane wasn't in it. No, I never liked matter. that character. No. No. I like I like her, but I don't like that. I mean, I like that Thor likes her, but... I feel like that character, while she's a scientist and everything, is still almost like Mary Jane from Spider-Man. Right, and to me, me Pepper Potts feels like... I feel like Tony's not fully Tony unless she's behind him. Like how, and he does make a point to say, well, she's got a lot of work to yeah, do. Yeah, but like she's his moral compass. Yeah. And so in this one, he kind of has his own, which is the, but he doesn't. No. Because Jarvis gets, uh, there's no one there to be like, look at him even and be like, what are you doing? Yeah, take a step back, dude. You're being yeah. an idiot. Like, yeah, Now, just... if we needed somebody to do that, should have been War Machine. He should have been there the whole time. And he yeah. could have been like the person who's just like, dude. Underused in this doing? movie again. Yeah. Like, it could have been used. Because the people who are them yeah. are amazing. Yeah. I would watch whole movie. To give me a better wholeness. Now, pa- Pepper Potts, I would not be interested in a whole movie about her. No, she doesn't need a movie. No, not at all. Not unless you really went way back. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to the cast. You all know this cast. Well, most of this cast. Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark. We've talked about him before. He's same, same, same. Same. Good, though, but the same. Chris... I don't know if it's good, but it is the same and it is It's him. Tony Stark. It is Robert Downey Jr. Do you think? Yes, 100%. Have you seen him in extras and interviews and stuff? Now, unless it's all a put on, he's just as cocky. He's very collaborative with people, but I think he's got the way he even stands and the way he kind of, I think it's, think it's him. Chris Hemsworth as Thor, really awesome. I, yeah. I, I like, I like the, uh, it's like Elf to me, like a person not in the right place. <laughs> it's not as, Why do you refer to Elf? <laughs> it's not as crazy as Elf, but I do like that aspect of Thor. He is a very serious man. But there are occasions, because he's on our Earth, which is not his home, that it's awkward for him. I like that. I've, I've always, I think that's an interesting... And they don't do it too much. Hmm. They don't go crazy with it. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is Bruce Banner. Now, I'm not 100% sold on him. Hmm. He, um... I like the Hulk. I, I don't. No, like, I, I, I like the idea of a man who has to control his anger. But I never feel that... Mark Ruffalo's that angry, even when he's... That's the problem. That's the thing, though. He struggles Mm. because he as a person... This is what I gather from this movie. Because one line summed it up, and I'd already thought that feeling, got that feeling. In the big battle with the Hulk in the street and, you know, needing to be subdued, he says, Banner, something about, you know, Bruce Banner, and the Hulk freaks out and goes, okay, okay, don't talk about the weakling Banner or something like that. I'm like, there's his prop. There's the whole of who he is. He sees himself as a weak because everybody says he tries to be Mr. Nice Guy and he tries to be the peacekeeper and he never has an opinion about everything and he never takes a stand about anything. So all of that feeling that like I'm kind of weak and nothing all comes out in the Hulk, right? So that I get that now. I got that pieces it together. However, when you sub- completely subtract anything about how he becomes the Hulk or I mean we see him de-escalate or deflate or whatever like one or two times which is nothing to me anymore because I think by now you scientist people could have figured out a way for him to at least not be in pain during this process or make it like boom I'm the Hulk and boom I'm not the Hulk I mean come on they've invented all kinds of other stuff but I don't feel like he I think I think Ruffalo wants his role to be not a superhero movie and I feel that in almost every scene where he kind of shrinks away and he kind of, 
He wants it to be more meaningful than it is. And I feel that from him. Like the scene with him and Natasha. It was almost like they have decided they're in a drama movie. And they're just two characters discussing this sort of... Relationship. If they want to be together or not. And they've subtracted all of the superhero stuff. And I don't have a problem with that. But that makes me always see him as not... Fitting in, and I, I don't like the look. I think it looks shitty. I, I say I bring like back it. Ed Norton as the Hulk. <laughs> he was much more. I bought Ed Norton as the Hulk. Like, can't do that now. We can't change again. No, too but, many changes. Uh, Chris Evans is back again as Captain America. This is the fourth time we've seen him as Captain America. I do like him as Captain America. I feel like he's got a good personality. This he's, thing always bugs yeah. me though. Where he dudes with muscles and they shove their shoulders forward when they put their arms in normally front. walking. It's like relax. It's the heroic pose. Or maybe maybe they can't relax. <laughs> But yeah, I like him. Um, Scarlett Johansson plays Black Widow. Um, she's really good. Mm-hmm. I told you she's got the best hair in the uh, in the Avengers. Never a must. I think that's her superpower, that her hair is perfect. Because <laughs> <laughs> th- that bit where she flew off a motorbike. Yep. And then she went... <laughs> she goes perfect. It's awesome. But her hair that's is always... Idea. You'll never spot a scene where her hair is a mess. Uh, I like her though. And I do like we're getting more of her backstory. Uh, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. We're getting more of him as well. And... Mm-hmm. Hawkeye's always, it's not something, you know, when I think is of Is he enhanced? I don't know. That's what uh-huh. I mean. I don't know. I don't get him under, we've not really been introduced to him properly. Hmm. He has, he was in the last Avengers movies in this one. He's just a really good shot. Yeah. And we haven't had a story of him. We, unless you go and read the comics, you don't know what he's about. And I don't, cause I've not. So he's a bit of a mystery to me. Like I'm like, oh yeah, he's a good shot. <laughs> and he even thinks he's, doesn't make sense that he, you know, he's trying to fight the will with a bow and arrow. But, yeah, is he enhanced? What? I don't know. But I like Jeremy Renner, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but I wish I had more Hawkeye. He needs his own movie, doesn't he? Um, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, who we last saw as Kick-Ass, now is Quicksilver in this movie. He was good. I was yeah. impressed. He was subtle. He didn't do too much. He didn't do that little creepy voice that no. he does in Kick-Ass. He didn't do it at all, actually. Nope, he just had a normal voice, and I bought it. Totally. I was convinced that he and her were... And he's one of the new Avengers with the cool... Now, their accents, I can't account for, because no. I don't know what accent. They're just it was fine. generic. It uh, was, but it was fine. I can't be you know picky, because I don't know what it should have sounded like. And to go alongside Quicksilver, his twin sister is Elizabeth Olsen, who plays Scarlet Witch. And I really liked her. She was my favorite thing in this movie, yeah. actually. I was like, oh, yeah, Scarlet Witch movie, because she is interesting. Like, I like her powers, because that is awesome, being mm-hmm. that she gets into your mind... And F's with you completely. That is awesome, like, because it's like, even the Avengers, these superheroes, yeah. they're just screwed up by her. Like, they can't, ugh. <laughs> you know? Thor's going off his nut, like, just, you know, from her, she didn't even have to touch him, right? She just waves her hands near him. So, yeah, I really like her. Paul Bettany, who is the voice of Jarvis, and he has been throughout all these Iron Man movies and Avengers movies. I sure he was the first one. Yeah, he was. I could have I, swore I, Jude Law was the first no, one. No, it was always... In the very the, first Iron Man. It was always Paul Bettany. And uh, he now gets to play a character. And he's another new Avenger called Vision. And I really liked that, that mm-hmm. Jarvis got his... Yeah. I thought... And, and he's... That is an but interesting... But he's not Jarvis anymore. No, he's not. But I mean, Jarvis... Jarvis's voice got to be... Well, yeah. now he is a, super, a main... An Avenger. But... That's an interesting uh, superhero to Yes. Because that is a superhero. A proper superhero. Like, what I think of. Like, Superman or something. He's like... I don't know what his limits are. He's got a lot of power, right? He's not like... Who's not... I don't think that takes away from, like, 
the guy with the bow and arrow, that he can't be a superhero. All the superhero means that you're like a superhero. <laughs> like Batman is nothing, but he's a superhero because of all of his shit that he puts on and all of his money that he can buy all the shit that he puts on and all these gadgets and stuff, right? His accessibility to stuff and resources. But if, but if he's nothing, I, Tony Stark is nothing. No, he's just a guy. He just happens to be clever well, and builds a machine. He's also. I think they removed that. Remember? Mm. Were they able to just put that on the suit and take it out of him? Yeah, something happened in those. No, <laughs> this is I didn't remember every movie. But uh, Paul Bettany, um, if, if the event, the the next he's Avengers serious, movie, which I love, does contain these other, I'm interested to see what Vision is. Because well, we know his origin story. There's yeah. no backstory. No, there's no history of him. This is it. We've seen the birth of him in terms of the movies. So the bad guy in this movie is Ultron, as stated by the title, and he's played by James Spader. And it's a motion performance, because Ultron's actually a big robot. Uh, and f- it's everything in it. Facial capture, movement capture, voice acting. Um, awesome. Really, really good. S- really intimidating, especially when he didn't have a body. Yeah, it was just his voice talking to Jarvis. The first time when it's just inside a computer. And, it, and he's like... What is this? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that was just like, oh my god, this thing is, you know, out of control. I don't think fully in the story, though, that Ultron was ultimately as menacing as it could have been. Like, again, I have often have problems with superhero movies. Yeah. That it's like, because if we understand. Oh, what a setup for something bad, and then. The mm. scope for what he could potentially do, and then yeah. it got all wrangled in with. Because they, then they. It often, afterwards, often. You get an awesome setup and you go, oh, this thing is going to be... And then, obviously, the superheroes have to stop that happening. But yeah, because you never get to thing. see what the if bad guy really does. the internet. Hmm. Exactly. There's no dying. So... Plus, but, we haven't seen the big... I could still be hanging around somewhere. Um, Samuel L. Jackson reprises his Nick Fury role. He just makes me roll my eyes. He's great in Kingsman, though, isn't he? He was fine in Kingsman. Really... Different. And this, he's just like this cocky. He's the sidekick almost. I'm popping up because you need you all this know thing. Nick Fury. And you need this vehicle right this minute. And yeah. so I'm going to. Because you're right. You're writing the story and you go, oh, how can, we, how can we save him? Hey, let's have Nick Fury fly up in a thing. And it's just. It, it's it, nonsensical. Don Cheadle and Anthony Mackie play sidekick one and sidekick two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, Stanley makes his obligatory uh, cameo. Thing, and he's it's quite funny. Yeah. I know you're not going to spoil it, but I always enjoy seeing him crop up, and I, I hope he lives forever because <laughs> I don't not want a movie where he's he not needs in to it. go to Thor's world. I've said to you, they just need to film in on a green screen, doing yeah. every joke and every funny thing you can possibly do, and then you can just insert him into all future Marvel movies or something. You need to make do it now a thousand things that he does, you know, and then put them in there somehow. I yeah, we just did a whole 3D version of him. You're good to go. You can make him say or do anything. Yeah, we did a 3D version of Paul Walker this year. So, yep. By the time Stanley finally re- leaves, goes to o- Odin. Oh yeah, somewhere <laughs> goes to Asgard. <laughs> Asgard. That's it. Um, so directed by Joss Whedon again. I think he's great, Joss Whedon. He does the Agents of Shield show. He as takes well. it very seriously. He does. He he respects the stories, Stanley's work. He likes to piece things together. Um, you know, I was going to compare this. Um, you know, Stephen Moffat, who does Doctor Who, I think he's not... I don't think he's great at... He, he, he's one of those gimmicky men. Like, 
I'm going to do this and then this, this, this and this and then it'll pay off down the road. That's how Moffat runs things. It's very showy Car- and Carrot gimmick. on a string. Yeah. Uh, after watching the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show a lot, um, Joss Whedon doesn't do that. He, he pays off quite quickly with things and then goes to something else. He's he's not one of There's them. There's one big carrot on a stick. There's a big, yeah, a really big carrot on a stick, which is part of Marvel's grand master plan. But he doesn't linger too long on one thing. Oh, we're going to make you wait 10 episodes for this. Oh, we're we going to make you... Even in the movies, it moves fast, the plot. It's not... It's not like we've got one little gimmick here that we can do and you'll all be wowed by it. He's just... And his direction is also excellent, I think. Like, did you... There's a big battle sequence in this movie that takes place between the Hulk and the Hulkbuster suit that Tony Stark has. I thought it was really awesome. Like, it is that was like a comic book come to life to me. That's like... That's like... Like, you, <laughs> you're seeing it happen. It looks real. Like, that's happening on a street. Yet, how could it possibly be? You know, it's like something like, oh, what's happening here? Like, I, like me, I think, me as like a eight-year-old reading a comic going, wow, it wouldn't be awesome if I could see this like, right. happening. And it is really happening. Like, that's... Well, no, it wasn't. No, but it really <laughs> feels like it is watching it. It's, it's so intense. That's how you felt about Transformers. Like, oh my God, that is a giant robot walking down the highway. There's no... I'm not having any... Uh, no, we're just watching CG extravaganza. No, there's an actual robot. Well, I had a little bit of that. So I'm not as taken with it as you. But, but. it was fun. And I noticed, you know, because the Avengers movies, they don't leave... Like Man of Steel leaves a big wake of death in his destruction at the end. Uh, you know, the people complain. Superman has this big battle and loads of people die. They clearly make it say to the audience, nobody's dying here. Look, we're rescuing these people and those people... Maybe, maybe Not in that sequence. Maybe there's some injuries. Only with the train and then the very end. Yeah, and the elevator. It's like, no, I'll get out now. Like like the A-team. Come on. Like, you fell, but no, we're all getting out. So they kind of make it kid-friendly in that way. Like, people aren't getting... Robots are getting killed, but people are not. But then we have a scene where Bruce Banner is all torn up because of all the people he's killed. Yes, there is that too. And Natasha, who's an assassin in her li- in her past life, and so it, you, got, you can't have it both ways. But I like Joss Whedon also did Buffy, Agents of Shield, Cabin in the Woods, which Whoa. is awesome, and Firefly. <gasps> we got a West Cabin in the Woods. It's yeah. Halloween time. Um, but yeah, I really like his stuff. I like what he does, and I'm glad he's part of the, uh, Marvel. I don't think he's doing the next Avengers though. Uh, extras on this Blu-ray, and I, you mean he hasn't planned ten years in advance for his whole life? No. Um, I'm going to have to remember the extras off the top of my head because I don't have the box with me because there isn't one. We got like a screen. There was the featurette that was the making making of, of. Mm -hmm. which was all right. And then there was yeah, and then there was um, a gag reel, deleted scenes, deleted scenes, and the gag reel. Also, there was, uh, and this is really good actually. It's about the Infinity Stones. Oh yeah. And there's also a commentary. Like an explanation, yeah, an audio commentary. An explanation about what the Infinity Stones are. Yeah, because I had are, never noticed. And where they all fit into the movies. Yeah, and I wouldn't have noticed. Good. So it's good because... And the making of is good. You mm-hmm. get to see all the major sequences. You get interviews with every, you know. It's what you'd expect. It's nothing great. And I said to you, I just missed the Marvel one-shots that they kind of nixed. <laughs> but uh, Marvel have said, you know, you go and watch our TV shows now. That's where we do our side stuff. We don't need to make these little movies. We make a whole season of Agent Carter or Daredevil or whatever to the side. So um, there's not a ton of extras. But Is Daredevil not an Avenger? 
No, he's not. So in conclusion, Marvel. Oh, yeah, he's Batman now. Yeah, <laughs> Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, in conclusion, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I did. It's really what I expected from a big. It is not summer. cop car. No, it's cop the opposite car, to yeah. cop car. Now we, I can say I love all kinds of movies. Cop car, really, really enjoyed. Even though that's a hard word to use to describe that movie. Compl- it's like the opposite of what Avenger movies are. The Avengers is, you know. It's just like eating a bowl of popcorn. Pop culture today. It's not today. your meal. It's satisfying for the moment. As soon as you eat that last kernel, you... Are you saying it's fast food movie? Movies. Not fast food. It's snack food. <laughs> yeah, it's it's superheroes. <laughs> you get what you came for. There's big action. But I can watch The Dark Knight and those, and it's different. It is different. I feel a, a different menace, a uh, different... They're outlook. a bit more character development. They're a lot richer, I think. That's uh, I just think it's the tone. Like, they take it seriously. Like, this is a, this is a person... We have a bad guy here who wants to actually destroy the, the, the way life goes. And they want to be in control and be a horrible dictator, terrible human being. And that, you feel that. And I think the Winter Soldier, they went with a seri- more serious tone. It has a more serious kind of thriller tone to it, and it's a quite bit. and it's it's pretty dark. Like it's like um, you remember the scene with um, Nick Fury in the car? You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's it's intense and it's dangerous. Like you know, it's not like oh, we're all having fun and games here, saving the world. It's no thing. Shit's going to really get bad here. It has a different vibe to the other movies. That's why I kind of really like that one. And Robert Redford elevated it a lot. I thought, I really like Robert Redford. <laughs> he didn't elevate it. So, thank you to Marvel and Disney for the Blu-ray. If you want to enter a contest, we've got one running at the moment. Go to aschoolie.com. You can find all about that there. Next week's Blu-ray review is San Andreas featuring Mr. Dwayne Finally. Johnson. And uh, we will be watching more big things getting smashed up and stuff. But not by superheroes. By the biggest superhero, the uh, weather. Or, or the earth. <laughs> so, uh, oh, you mean like in Twister? Yeah. Similar to <laughs> Twister, but with the rock. And Volcano. Dante's Peak. And Dante's. Is Volcano's a movie? Yeah, there's two in there. Mm-hmm. Both. Perfect Storm. We're talking about natural disasters here. Yeah. So, San Andreas next week. Movie recommendations for this week. Mine, based on superheroes. I'm going with a serious superhero movie that I really enjoyed Batman Begins, the origin story of Batman with Christian Bale. And Guardians of the Galaxy is my favourite Marvel movie so far. Yes. It's rewatchable like Star Wars is to me. It's got a... Yeah, it's got a... There's something about it that when you put it on, you're not like, oh, not this again. Like, it's really rewatchable. I don't even... I just think it... A lot of it's the visuals, because they're the things that come into my mind a lot. Like, wow, just how fantastic it is. To me, each part of it is satisfying. And, you know, it's tongue-in-cheek, but... It's not annoyingly tongue-in-cheek. It's fun. And it... The balance is there. You don't have this big, mega, horrible thing that's going to happen trying to be balanced out with the occasional one-liner. We are introduced to every character in a very light-hearted type of way. Or at least, like, oh. Even when he meets her and she's standing outside and they get into that first battle, it's still a little flirtation goes on and then the whole thing happens. But then it's still... Stuff we don't know about the Guardians of the Galaxy, like that scene where I told you, my favorite scene in the whole Guardians of the Galaxy is where um, he lo- he looks at Rocket Raccoon, who's put, oh yeah, and he he looks at his back and he, it's just like 
there's a lot to tell about these characters that is probably going to come Very late. dark and yeah. sad, and yet it's balanced okay with the goofiness a little bit. True. So uh, that's mine for this mine week. Mine are two in honor of the young lady who plays the witch, and one of them is... Elizabeth Olsen. Martha Marcy May Marlene. That's all one movie, because it's creepy, and she's really good. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's really good. It's not like an action movie or anything. It's a very kind of sucks the air out of the room kind of a movie. You know what I'm saying? The, the, is that a fair description? It's kind of dark and creepy. It's and got that so, guy from Deadwood as the... Um, yes, yeah. as the creep. And the other one is... I forget what I said. Silent, oh, House. Silent House. Also, not a great movie, but she... That's where we first saw her. And we're like, who is that? And then we figured out who she is. And then pretty much after that, we saw her in these other things. Silent House is pretty good. And it's the movie that was... It's a one-take movie. Yeah. It, it's... After we read it. It isn't, though. No, it isn't. But it's, it's it comes off like, as a one-take. Yeah. But it doesn't. So you got it. They're trying to brainwash you. The original TV. does. There's two Silent Houses. There's the original. Well, I'm only talking about this one. And there's... Uh, the remake, which is what that one is that you're talking about. But the original is actually a one-take movie, but then when Hollywood remade it, they decided it would be better if it, if they messed with it. Right, so it's not one-take. It doesn't look like one-take. In it's, fact, on the back of the box of the remake, it says a one-take movie. But it's not. Even it's not even it's successful trying to trick you. Because if you have a half a brain in your head, you're going to be watching it going, there's no possible way. So you got to get over that. That doesn't even matter to me. What matters to me is her, I and I like that, her. Um, I found that... And I'm also going to recommend Never Ending Story because I started to watch it again the other night because I'd forgotten. I haven't watched it for years and years, decades probably. And I had and forgotten you didn't finish the whole. F- I fell asleep. So I was really it was tired. Great. No, I was really tired anyway. And I thought, well, I want to watch something that will keep me awake. And then I was just too tired. But um, I'd forgotten the entire first part, all of it, of him in the kitchen with his dad and then the bullies chasing him around. All of that was like, it didn't exist. Now, I don't know if that meant every time I watched it on HBO when I was a teenager that I would only end up halfway through it, or if I thought the beginning was boring and I just wanted to get to the flying dog and all that stuff. I mean, you know how I am. My mind doesn't latch on to things. I think I only saw it once. And it is, so far, I it's higher quality than I remember. The special effects are very of its time, very Muppety, very, you know, Jim Henson kind of looking he stuff. He did it, right? I think so. I don't know for sure, but looks like that. And the makeup is very specific to the time, you know, the creatures and everything. But it takes me back. Like, I was right back there like, unfortunately, I was too tired. So never ending story. My movie that I love that's kind of like that movie is uh, Time Bandits. Yes, Time Bandits. Oh, we should watch that too. We watched it again, remember? Because it's not as good as you think it is. But it is awesome because it's just, it's so imaginative. And it's weird. Terry Gilliam. Very weird. Yeah, it's very imaginative. It's like, wow. Like, for when it was made, the things that you're doing are just like, wow. How did you even do that, you know? Um, cool movie. So that's time balance. my recommendations. Uh, games and A-Scully stuff. I played two beaters this week. Two interesting beaters. The first one was Need for Speed. The new Need for Speed beater. Um, I'm a big fan of Need for Speed, as you know. I've played them all every year. And this beta is not all of me have liked. You didn't like one year very much. I mean, I've not liked some, but I've always played them. Mm-hmm. This beta is interesting because they gave you the full game for a whole weekend, right? Like the full game, like every single. And I played it all weekend, and I got right near the end of it, like most of it. And you know what the beta told me that I don't want to buy it. Like I've already. Ah, oh, right. In that, that's not a good thing, is it? No. Because they gave me the whole game. 
I sat and played it all that weekend. And now I feel... Satisfied. Well, I, I mean, yeah, down the line, if it was 20 bucks, I'd probably pick it up. But I was no way I'd pick it up on day one because I feel like I've experienced it already. Which is not the best thing for them to do, is it? Because you, don't you want people to buy it? Um, it was fun. What I don't like about it is it all takes place at night time. It never gets daytime, so it's always dark. Um, that's kind of a bummer. Why not have a cycle of, you know, day and night? Um, there's less cop chases, which is a, a thing that I've always loved about Need for Speed, trying to outrun the cops for a long time. There's kind of less of that. It uses full motion video for the cutscenes, so it's like really cheesy, like, um. I think it sounds really horrible. Cheesy kind of, uh, it's ex- it's cheesy on purpose though. They kind of know it's cheesy, so they play up the cheesiness, you know? Kind of like the old full motion video games of like the 80s or 90s when they've, when full motion video games came to be a thing, they were all cheesy. This is like that. They know it's cheesy, so they're going for the cheese. Doesn't sound good. Uh, the other beta I've been playing on the PC is Star Wars Battlefront. Now, obviously I'm, Star Wars is my thing. Here's all I heard. Oh, it's like Star Wars. It's like I'm in Star Wars, yeah. but I don't want to be a stormtrooper. Yeah, I didn't want to be a stormtrooper. <laughs> but it's Star Wars. It's like I'm in Star Wars. Let me just say, right, it's Battlefront, which is basically Battlefield, which is EA's shooter. They do it every year. It's the it's the competitor to Call of Duty. It's their military shooter. So they've took that military shooter and made a Star Wars version of it. I'm never a, I've never been a big fan of the Battlefield games. I've always been a Call of Duty person. So the Battlefield games always feel a bit wrong to me. The shooting's not quite as crisp. It's just I'm not used to it. Um, and this, I felt the same. I love it because it's Star Wars. The John Williams theme is there. The graphics are incredible. Like They really got the Star Wars feel to it. You can be the Rebels or you can be the uh, Empire. And it's a shooter. Uh, there's different modes. There's one way you can be in an attack, which was cool. That was really cool because really high above the battlefield, shooting down with the lasers. Like a dream come true. Yeah. But you're a bad guy. I was a bad guy most of the time. It pushed you on a random team. I was a rebel once, I think, out of the five matches I played yesterday. I'm going to play a bit more today. But um, it's a beta. It's, it's only available until Monday. And it comes out in a couple of months. It's really cool. And I love Star Wars so much. I just... You know, it instantly does something for me. But again, with this game, I don't know if I would buy it. It's not... It doesn't make me... Wow. There are there are games, like Destiny. Do you think if you're being like Luke Skywalker or you can, Solo... There's a special power that one person gets randomly. I know, but I mean as a feature of the game, not some weird shit. But you go in, you get to be Luke, or you get to be somebody on the rebel well, side. Well, it's the gameplay for me. The shooting isn't quite as crisp, that's how I explain it, as it should be. So the aiming and the shooting doesn't feel as precise as all the other good shooters that I play, such as Destiny or Call of Duty. It feels off slightly, so everything feels a bit mushy. The, the, the movement feels a bit mushy. The, when you aim the reticle at somebody and shoot, it, like in Call of Duty, I know if I'm going to hit that guy. In this, it feels like a bit of hit or miss. Like, is it going to hit him or not? Like, I don't know. Even though I'm pointing right at him. I don't like that aspect to it. It just feels a bit... Eh. And at the moment in the beta, it's a lot of people running around doing st- stupid stuff as well. You know, like, oh, uh, you know, you know, not playing properly. So maybe it'll get better when the game comes out. But I have to say, graphics, sound, 
Everything. It is spot on. It is Star Wars. The music pipes up when you get in a... You know, you can even fly vehicles. There's X-Wings and, you know, you can fly over the battlefield and kill people in an X-Wing. It feels like you're in Star Wars, but I'm not 100% sold on the shooting part of it. If it was Call of Duty with Star Wars over it, I would be instantly into it. But that battlefield mushiness, it just puts me off a little bit. So that is what I've been playing this week. So, Sito, what's for dinner? I don't know yet. We are going to cobble together something because I don't want to go to the store. And we're running low on funds, so I'm trying to limit my visits to the store every week. So that could mean that you're going to end up with a veggie burger and some Brussels sprouts. Maybe some leftover pasta. Maybe something else. There's some refried beans in the cabinet. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's a mystery. Find out when I get there. If in the end I decide, screw it, I gotta go at least spend five bucks on get us something else. We've got stuff, you don't need to spend it. We don't have much stuff. Yeah, we've got even burgers is fine for me. You can't have just a burger. Don't be don't be that way. It's bullshit. You're not gonna have just a burger with no bun or anything. No, with bread. Yeah, then you're using up your bread. (laughs) I'm just saying. Okay, fine. Whole world wants me to feed my husband my that's lame ass thing. Okay, honey, here's a veggie burger. That's all you get. That's bullshit. You're going to get at least a Brussels sprout. <laughs> and maybe, maybe some lentils. I don't know. We'll see. I'm usually pretty good at throwing stuff together. But this time, everything's kind of random. So, next week, I'll let you know how it turned out. And my advice is, let your mind do what it's supposed to do. You know? Like, think. Think. Don't let it be a photocopier or like a mirror to everybody else's fucking ideas and everything they say. That your mind just turns into this like ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. These are, video, these are photocopies coming out. Oh, someone put that idea in my head and I'm going to put it back out. Someone put that in my head and I'm going to spit it back out like an idiot. Don't be a mirror and reflect the people around you because you're too chicken shit to have your own mind. Like, your mind is so that ideas come in, and then they knock around, and you take other things you've learned, and experiences you've had, and people that you've known who might not agree with that thing that just came in, but you care about and respect that other person who thinks different. So you take on board a little bit of that, and you go, if I twist it around, and I rethink, thinking is the key word here, what I've just heard, and what I've just seen, and what's been told to me to be afraid of, or... How I'm supposed to think about shit. And I'm just not going to do it. Or if you come to the conclusion after thinking about a thing that you do have that same fear or that same paranoia or that same rhetoric in your mind and you're convinced of that, then fair enough. At least you gave it some time. You didn't just like vomit it back out at the person after you digested it and didn't give it any other, you know, thinking time. I just get so bullshit like... People get riled up about a thing, and then other people just spit it back out, and it becomes like a big... When I think a lot of people don't think about stuff, like the guy who just killed some people. It's terrible. It's horrible. He had no respect for their lives. That is it. The fact that he didn't believe in any god has now become a thing to people to latch onto and say, well, if he had believed in god, he wouldn't have done it. And then I just... And people comment on this. 
in person it, at work. I've heard people comment. I've seen it on Facebook, of course, but that's people making the comments. And I'm like, okay, do you want to have a discussion about all the people who do believe in your God, who have pulled out weapons and killed multiple people, murdered their wives, raped their children, caused wars, and I can, I'm going to convince you that they did not do those things because they believe in your God. So why would it make sense to you that this person does what they do because they don't believe in your God? It makes no sense when you think about it. It is a person who's making decisions based on whatever. And that one thing could be a factor, but it's not the whole thing. You're not thinking about it. And that makes me want to just rip in people's Rip the face off. <laughs> I get so annoyed. It's like I have to retreat. I have to be like, can you not have an actual logical discussion about these things? Instead, you are you have taken on somebody else's chewed up food and you're vomiting it in my face and it's not flying with me. And I'm going to tell you that, except right now, it's probably not a good time, so I'm going to repress it and then I'm going to just <sighs> zen with myself and think about it. And think about why you think that way and think about, does it just bother me? Am I going to fix anything or solve any problem by having this discussion with you? No, because now at this point, I think you're an idiot. <laughs> End of discussion. <laughs> so <sighs> it's exhausting, but I'm glad I got it out of my system. Oh, so, okay. So, oh, say it will. Oh, say. Let me remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com, sids.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on stitcher.com. Search for After the Show, iTunes Music Store, the Xbox Music thing, or RSS feed. Just go to aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast. And you can email me at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She really hates you all. And I don't hate anybody. Finally. I might not think you're very bright, but I don't hate you. Stay classy, uh, the Avengers. Are they classy? Yes. I'm going to say think for yourself. Because I can 100% guarantee that if you're not making the effort, someone is doing your thinking for you. 